Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast. Kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thank you, as always, to them for sponsoring us. We love them for their sponsorship of the podcast and for their production, for their design of the Lot 17A fanzine. We do still have issues of issue two of their fanzine available on our website. If you just Google the Lot Pod store, Lot Pod shop, that first link in Google, that's us and all of our badges and the fanzine are available to buy there. So this is the mailbag. After a bit of a break from kind of rugby league as a whole, really, we did the Super League Draft podcast, which is available to listen to and watch on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and however you listen to this podcast. We are going to speak about that shortly. Joining me as always, my right-hand man, our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Do I, do I not count as draft man now, by the way? Like, Statman... You know. Commissioner, Stat draft commissioner. Statman. Yeah. Statman, commissioner. I did, Commissioner Reese. I did notice I listened to the Loose Forward podcast. Everybody should listen to the Loose Forward podcast because it's fantastic. And I listened to this week's, and I think it was Callum called you Statman Reese. Did he actually? When I need to listen to this he, week's, actually. And he, he genuinely the- referred to you as Statman Reese. So I do think <laughs> Reese is now. Sticking and you are Statman Reese, you're not just right. Well, I'm gonna have to, I do listen to this loose forward actually, but I need to catch up for the last it is brilliant. Loose forward um, podcast, everybody listen to it. So, how well, are you? Sorry, you good? I, I'm all right, but my question was, How are you? Because you won the draft, I did, <laughs> I did win the draft. You 39% know, you know, of the vote. I've got an enormous head. If anyone that's seen me in real life, my head is massive and I'm not being big headed. But Reese, I did think my team was. I thought you were going to do it. That back line was just the ridiculous. I, I, um, the there was. Um, I would have chose James Roby. I know we have a laugh, and I have a laugh saying he's sixty-two, but I definitely would have chosen him and uh, Cam. But let's, the 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 less said about <laughs> that, the the better. I mean, you had the best halfback partnership, Brodercroft and Lewis. Mm. Then you had Field, Hanley, Newman, Hardacre, Makinson. And in that back line, it, it, I mean, it'd be, it'd be good for England. I know, obviously, Field isn't English, but I mean, that actually would be an England back line. You'd take Field. It'd be and, England. <laughs> but Field and Croft, like, make them change allegiance because you can do that in rugby league. You can. Um, yeah, I think I'd be all right with that. I won't, and I'm, as I, I'm not being begetted, but I've, as we were going through the draft, I thought this is. This is definitely the best team. I don't know some, but it, it's opinion, and thankfully the majority was <laughs> was opinion. Thank of you. God, I won the draft. So this is our mailbag podcast. We are predominantly a lead rhinos podcast. We are lead rhinos fans. This is our. It's kind of a any other business podcast. So if you are new to it, welcome. If you want to get in touch with us. For next week's so or for the next mailbag, you can, if you follow us on Twitter at Lot17A or at The Owl and Fleece, we're both on there, they're both the accounts for this podcast. You can DM us on there, you can leave comments, we always ask and request your feedback, thoughts and opinions. Or you can email Lot17A at Outlook.com. The following people have been in touch with us this week. Where shall we start? Statman Reese. We should probably start with the draft, actually. Um, we should. Mainly, again, because it was my idea and uh, I did all And you did a fantastic job, as always, <laughs> hosting it and doing all the uh, database. Wouldn't have yeah. happened without you. So the first comment, it's not a question, was from Ben just saying that he loved, loved, loved the Super League draft pod. I was playing along at home. Is this going to be an annual uh, event? Uh, I'm going to say yes on the success from this Yeah, one. I agree. And we, 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 for anyone that's new to this podcast, again, we have done one. We did a Lee's Rhinos one. We did a Lee's Rhinos draft. I, yeah, and I think th- we've just done one. Yeah. I think. Go back and listen, everybody. We've definitely done a Lee's Rhinos one. Yeah, because Tom won it. 
which was, let's put a bit more flesh on that bone fear. It was Super League players from Leeds Rhinos from the Super League era. And then there was three or four of us kind of putting... Which was a hard competition because after you got past the halfbacks of Rob, Danny and Kev... (laughs) <laughs> you were left with Ryan Sheridan and Luke Gale. What's his face? Um, <laughs> Robert Louis. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. A, I found this, I think, to be honest, that there was definitely a plethora of more choice in the Yeah. League, this was easy. This I think was we should make easier. it, maybe make it more to people doing it because um, mm. that might make it a bit, that bit harder. Oh. Yeah, adapt the rules slightly because, for instance, we've spoke about loads about doing an NRL draft. Now that would be ridiculous. Only in that the teams just wouldn't have a weak spot if we stuck to the same criterion rules that we have for the Super League. Do you know what I mean? The teams mm. would just be there'd, there'd be no way you could find a weak spot because you yeah. wouldn't care if someone chose Nathan Cleary and someone yeah. chose Cam Munster because you'd just say, right, I'll take Sam Walker. Yeah, you wouldn't know when we'll bat an eyelid. Yeah. So we we have in terms of future ones. Well, I think rolling forward, we should definitely stick with the annual Super mm. League draft. Maybe adapt it and try and make it a little tougher. Maybe add another person to try and filter and water down. Well, we're thinking out loud here. Yeah. But for the, anyone that hasn't listened previously to it, we do we have got a lead rhinos one, so that's available to listen to on Spotify and iTunes as well. Good idea though. I've lost it. Paula, <laughs> got it now. This, these are all a bit about the draft. Paula, me and my hubby played along and critiqued as we watched the Super League draft podcast. Plenty of ooing and ahhing in some of the players not selected. I didn't feel anyone missed out. Um, someone Paul Vaughan was selected like eight from the props. I'm like, he's the yeah, best prop in the league. I'm like, what? <laughs> And someone DM'd about Liam Farrell not yes, being selected at all. And I think there was another Wigan player someone mentioned. It might have been it's Ethan Havard. Oh, oh, uh, and someone else mentioned a Saints player who was really in form. But it's difficult. And I'm glad people played along. That's the idea. Yeah. You know, to, to choose one of the routes in that when you listen back to them, choose my route or Jono's route or and say, right, that's me. And you kind of fill in that blank in between. But we've had some some really nice feedback and thank you to everybody. Yeah, so just carrying on that vein, Michael said that the draft was absolutely class. Are you going to do another one? Which we've kind of already answered. And yeah. then Melissa said, really nice mix of guests on the Super League podcast on the Super League draft. Feels like as a an online community is growing slowly but surely. Nice job. Keep it up, gents. Actually, something we're talking about offline before we came on here, wasn't it? Mm. In that, as a Twitter community, rugby league Twitter community, rugby league fan mm. community, it, yeah. it is growing. And it's, it's, we were saying we're stronger as one. You know, we all, you know, we've been on Red Robins, we've been on Loose Forward. Um, you know, it's, it's really good fun to get involved with the, with the other teams. But I think the more and more, you know, accounts and podcasts and stuff we get, the better, I think. Well, I think it it seems to me that because John, uh, Johnny, sorry, from Rambling Ramblings of a Saint podcast, he's new this year, I believe, to the to the mm-hmm. podcast game, and it feels now like the more we all kind of entwine with each other and work together, I don't know, and the more popular we're all becoming together. I'm hoping that it's inspiring others to kind of jump in and and do what we do because there's we've said it loads but there's lo- there's so many gaps in the market in rugby league for for this type of content for fan driven content and just even since starting the lot 17 a page in 2018 i think it was from that moment forward the whole community and podcasts have grown so much and i just hope that continues because like Reese said there's a good community growing now and working together can only be for the best but all the podcasts are all worth listening to the red robin podcast that's all they're all still worth listening to because the fan driven content and even if it isn't a team that you follow or support i have always preferred fan 
criticism and fan analysis. Just in that, sometimes you listen to fans and they'll say things or their approach to a game, and it kind of they kind of come at it from an angle that I've never thought of or that a pundit would never say. I've often listened to a, a rival podcast, for instance, and thought, "Oh, yeah, I've never thought of of viewing Leeds Rhinos like that." And it kind of opens your mind in terms of because on Sky or B B not BT BBC, they can only say so much. They can't have the passion and swear as much as a fan can. <laughs> yeah, that was what Johnny said, wasn't he, before he came on. Can we swear on this? And then first thing John was great about I fucking hate the NFL. Fucking <laughs> hate Jake Connor. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, there's two questions from Lucas and Ryan regarding the Super League draft. Regarding a certain player, I don't know if you've seen those questions on the list. Yeah. Um, it has to be an apology. I am wearing, as always, for anyone watching on YouTube, my Cam Smith Appreciation Society badge. I feel like I should throw that in the bin because bit of a spoiler, but Cam somehow doesn't get selected in the Super League. Draft. Well, you buggered it up because you'd pick three Rezinos players. So you couldn't pick any more anyone else because. You filter through and you work out your picks. So you work out, right, you've got the first pick in this section, you know, your third in this, blah, de blah. And because I think I was fourth. I think you were last on the loose or forward. Or last on the loose forward. Now, but to it, people you, listen. You couldn't do it anyway because you'd already picked your first, your Rhinos players. But because I was last on the loose forward, I thought Cam's going to go. So I need to pick Reese Martin. So I went in for Reese Martin, assuming stupidly. In hindsight, that one of the one of the people we're going to understand that is the best one of the best players in the league, and not one of them chose him. No, and that was Ryan and Lucas in the questions. By the way, saying Lucas was saying, "How was Cam Smith not selected in the Super League draft?" And Ryan said, "A Super League draft on the lot pod with no Cameron Smith." And then the next bit is a, a word at a full stop, and a word full stop. It's what the hell is going on? I couldn't do anything about it as commissioner. I was really annoyed about it. I it oh. just, yeah. So maybe next time we do the draft where we don't do it by position, we just do it. You've got to fill your thirteen, and you pick what you, you can then just pick three lead liners players from the off. I think in future I'll just bank on myself rather than what and adapt around what will yeah. happen. But I mean, Reese, uh, how can they not choose him? I thought all the reasoning that they had were. I was just like, what garbage? That is so wrong. Yeah, well, they're just behind the times. They're they're all fans of teams that just do, you know, the run up thirteen, and you know they're not they've not seen the light yet. They've not seen the ball playing. Oh, they one did pick Janaziata, which is very actually a very good pick. Um, but anyway, let's move on from that because let's move on to, to something. Apparently, there was an international at some point. Yes, there, there was some rugby league being played recently. Not that anyone would know. Uh, Freddie just says. That England versus France debacle discuss race. Did did you watch it? Did you no. even know what was happening? I didn't watch it, which is quite bad because I'm I'm a, I'm a person that wants to grow. I'm a big fan of growing the international game. But when I saw that France were all the French players are pulling out, mm-hmm. then all the England players started pulling out. Um, I was pleased with people like Holroyd and Hanley that got games and stuff. You know, Hanley played well and got loads of tries, but. You're not going to grow the game by doing that game, and and that and with with the rules that I don't know what rules they had, but the amount of players that pulled out, and the amount of England players that pulled out that are all playing in the squads this weekend as well is just a bit like, come on, it should be it should be the pinnacle of your career to put an England shirt on or Wales shirt or France or whatever, like pulling your shirt on for your for your country should be the yeah. biggest thing, and somehow rugby league's got it like completely backwards that it's. The international game has been so weight laid by the wayside that people don't bothered about it, which I think is just poor. Do it, do it properly, or don't do it at all, because this I think they're doing in the autumn. In the autumn, they are, but this mid-season thing—if you can't be asked—and let's be honest, that's all it was. That they, they mm. kind of looked at it and they went, "No." 
actually, on second thoughts, we can't be bothered with this. And that's more damaging than not having the game at all. So you either go through with it 100% and everyone plays and everyone tries the best or don't do it at all. I mean, in the lead-up to the game, was I interested? I don't think I was, if I'm honest. But having said that, if it was a full England side and a full French side, I probably would have watched it. Now, just in terms of watching it, I didn't know what channel it was on. I didn't know if it was on television at all. I didn't know what time the kickoff was. I did not see. Maybe that's just me. Maybe there's people listening to this. Maybe Rachel says something different. But I, I the, the Lockpod Twitter page that I and the admin for is pure rugby league. I don't follow any other accounts on there. And yet I saw nothing to tell me what time, what channel, when I could watch it. Maybe that's just me. But when you look at the Six Nations, and I know the Six Nations and Rugby Union is, in terms of the international game, light years away from where Rugby League is, I don't follow Rugby Union at all. I knew when England were playing. I don't know how or why. Might have, may have been adverts on the radio, may have been adverts in pubs or bars I've been in, maybe in the telly. I went to work and corrected someone somehow on an England Six Nations game. They said something, I said, oh, actually, they play at this time. And yet, that that has been promoted to me somehow. And I knew that, but then I didn't know the rugby league, I didn't know what channel or anything. So, do it properly to to give people a chance. Otherwise, don't bother, is my opinion. And I hope to God, so I've got the Tongans coming over in a historic test series later in the year. Jesus Christ, I hope to God they promote the hell out of that. We've got a question about that, actually, so it's probably worth just jumping to that, actually, because Zach said, so happy, some happy with the announcement of the England versus Tonga later in the year, some not happy with the locations. I think that having the games in full stadiums is best for everyone involved. I bought a ticket for that England-Tonga game at Headingley as soon as it came out. Mm. I was so happy with that. I thought, right, this is exactly what we needed. I'm pleased that Tonga are coming over. They're a good side. They'll contest England. And that is good for England in terms of development on the international stage. And what was it? Huddersfield, Leeds and Warrington, was it? Or somewhere else? Where was it? I can't remember the three stadiums now. Huddersfield, Leeds and Saints. Saints. I mean, I I think they should have probably done one in Hull instead of Huddersfield. You got one in, you know, you could have had one in East Yorkshire, one in in, the, in West Yorkshire, and one in in uh, in Liverpool or Manchester, what you want to call it. Um, but I, I, I yeah, but I, I think it's a really good. I th- I was excited about that, so that I, I do hope like you, I hope they promote promote it. But I was excited by that international, so I bought a ticket straight away. Well, it's historic and. You know, like Zach says, some are happy and some are not happy. Just, you know, we are rugby league fans. Yeah, well, you are allowed to be happy. You can say, wow, that's great. Let's look at it from the bigger picture would be my advice. You know, hmm. we're getting a, a, hist- a, a historic tour in Tonga side. A team Let's... that's beaten Great Britain and Australia in recent years. Exactly. Let's... Let's look at it that way. Let's not look at it from an angle of, oh, well, we're only playing here and we're only playing there. Now, bear in mind, I'm a massive expansionist. But I, I'm looking at it as Tonga coming over. is the That, to me, is the angle, not to where it's been played or whether it's full stadia. Now, that's those games will sell out. Make no mistake. Those three stadiums, like Reese has jumped in and bought tickets instantly, they will sell out. They'll be sellout stadiums. Let's look at the bigger picture and say Tonga are here. Let's have more of that rather than, oh, well, why aren't they playing X, Y, or Z? And it'll be a strong Tonga side as well. It's not going to be... Exactly. And I mean... It's out of the NRL season. It's in the international whatever window you call it. It it will be a bloody good Tongan side as well. And they'll they'll be well, well up for it. There won't be any Tongan players dropping out of that. The first historic Tongan tour. I mean... I reckon they could. It would be a great contest. It could, it, 
probably going to go down to the last test. It'll be a 2-1. It'll be a 2-1. Yeah, I can't see it being a wipeout. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, Tonga have gotten stronger and stronger since 2017. And again... I hope they're televised. I hope they're televised on, be. Has to be. on Channel 4 or on the BBC so they can get the biggest, you know, the biggest viewing figures and eyes on that. But for me, Zach, the bigger picture is getting Tonga here is um we should that's be the angle. About it. Yeah, we that's what we should be celebrating, not like where the stadium are. Right, what's next? Uh Dylan's question is next. Yeah. A press conference held a local builders merchant. It's so rugby league. I found it pretty beautiful. I did. Right. It wasn't a local. It was a national. It was a, a national company. Like let's I've... put it slightly into context. It's Selco, was it? Selco. Uh, I mean, they are a they are a big company. So the actual brand name was actually not a bad. It's a really good sponsor because I don't think that's the issue. Selco. No, I know. Actually. I know. But this is what annoys me about it. <laughs> like it, people were looking at the the warehouse in Warrington, which. Admittedly, if I'm my head of marketing, I'm not choosing that. Um, but I don't know where else you're going to do it because it's anywhere east. But it's a big name, and then in, in, in a in a world where sport betting brands are going to have to stop sponsoring sport, mm. you know, you're going to need a big name. Like I mean, I don't sell Co Super; it doesn't sound right. But it's a bigger name than we've been able to attract before, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think if they'd have done it. But it was poetically rugby league, though. It was like, absolutely beautiful. poetic. I agree. Who said that? Sorry, was it Ryan? Dylan? Dylan, you are absolutely on on the money. It was it it was one of those where when I saw that tweet about it happening, I was just like, of course. How? how you could have wrote it as a joke, like yeah. How poetically <laughs> accurate? It would be something that you'd see Andrew Foster tweet, wouldn't it? Like. You know, oh, they do. They might as well do it in back of a warehouse in yeah. Warrington. It, it's an Andrew Foster tweet. It, it's a, it's a truth talking maverick tweet. It is. Yeah. And then it's... when I saw, I just that is so perfect. And I, I, you know, I really no issue with Selco. That's not that is a big brand sponsor, and I'm happy for them. But like Reese says, you you take Selco and you plaster it everywhere. Posters, advertisements. You have, have the players wear Selco T-shirts, but. Just hold the event somewhere else. Hold it at a, a local rugby league club in Warrington, a youth club or something, and plaster it all in Selco and say, right, we're here where, I don't know, a local Warrington player played his youth <laughs> game. And people would have gone, that's a good idea. Yeah, I just, Selco I just everywhere. But, like, the, you know, it, it sounds even even random, but you could have Mikaletsky and Tom Olro building a clubhouse at a, pit, a local amateur pitch. Yeah, have them with some... <laughs> with all the wood and the hammers and the hard hats. <laughs> A picture or a video, that's fine. It's just, it's so close to being really good, but <laughs> having it in the back of a cell cut, no, not for me. Oh, but so perfect and something that will be looked back on for years yeah. to come to be like, want to celebrate. Yeah, can you remember celebrate. that time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question's from Louise. Uh, it's re referencing the England France game. In that, what are your thoughts on Tyler Dupree's comments on this time at the Rhinos? It sounded like we just cut him loose and left him high and dry. What did you make of it, Reese? Did you see the comments? It did, and it made me think, what would we have been like if we had him in that side last year when we were saying we had a lack of forwards and lack of props? I don't think we'd have been complaining as much if Tyler Dupree was in that side. Hmm. Um. It didn't shine a good light on Agar, though, did it? Those comments. It didn't, but I'm not bothered about that. <laughs> and if I'm being brutally, brutally honest, I'm not bothered about Tyler Dupree's Fair enough. thoughts on it because how many, how many youngsters get cut from clubs? And it, it is brutal. There's no way a club can say to a youngster, um, "You're not good enough." There's no nice way of putting it. And I, we don't, we don't hear of any of those stories, and they just kind of fall away or go into lower leagues and, and kind of fall off. But in terms of Tyler, I would say to him, "Come back. You yeah, prove us wrong. <laughs> prove us wrong. Clearly, you're clearly a good player, England international. Come I back." Mean 
if we're gonna if it hurt you that much, come back. We'll have you if, back. If, if we're gonna do this, he has made more meters than any Reese Rhinos prop. Yeah, that's so uh... he's made eight hundred and fifty-five. His average carry is seven point two. He's made four clean breaks, which is the highest of any prop. Um, you know, our our nearest prop to him in meters. So what's he done? Sorry, Holroyd. No. Huh? Tevano. No way. Tevano. is our highest carrying prop. Yeah, but he's been playing second row. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So he he has got good numbers in the carries as well. He doesn't tackle that much though, compared to other props. But but yeah. if he's if fair enough, it's, it, that's his story. You know, it's it's fair yeah. to say that. But I saw the angle from other youth players who get cut, and it's it's never nice. But it does sound a bit upset about it. Come back. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll have. We'd have you back. back. Don't worry about that. We'd. Yeah, and I'm sure he'd come back. So, I mean, I was kind of thinking like, I'm not sure of his contract details, but it could be. Let's swap him if Sam yeah. Walters is leaving and he is going. I don't think Dupree, Dupree's out this year. I don't he? think. I want to say let's bring him. Let's bring him in. But yeah, a, a good player and um, one that. I'd have back in a heartbeat. I think we all would mm. listen to this. I think we'd all take him back. But let, let's be honest. It's incredibly rare that a player leaves Leeds and you want them back. There, there haven't been many. I know Luke Gale came back, but I think that's just because where we were as a squad. But there isn't many that leave us that we think, oh, they've got away. Could happen mm. more now we're off, out of the golden generation, but I think Dupree and his form's one of those. Good player. Yeah. Come back, Tyler. Come back. Love you on the podcast. Is it competition time? It is. We have a competition to announce. Probably the best competition we've ever got to yes. announce. And uh, we probably should have announced this at the start of the podcast, but I forgot. We do have a competition. It is for two tickets to the Kevin Sinfield event about his new book, The Extra Mile, on the 25th of May at Headingley. Would you, Reese, like to win two tickets to Headingley? I- I'm entering. I mean, if I win, it looks then... a bit dodgy, but I am entering. <laughs> if you want to win two tickets to the event hosted by Rob Oates, in the Howard Suite at Headingley on the 25th of May at 6.30. It's Kevin in conversation with Rob all about his career, promoting his new book, The Extra Mile. Here are the details on how to enter the competition. We are giving away two lucky winners the chance to attend a special event with Kevin Sinfield in Leeds for his book promotion, The Extra Mile. To enter, post on your social media about what Kevin Sinfield means to you using the hashtag the extra mile so that's hashtag the extra mile or you can email cornerstone publicity at penguinrandomhouse.co.uk with your name and a screenshot of your post so sorry you need to do the post on your social media be that instagram snapchat or whatever you use twitter you then need to email cornerstone publicity at penguinrandomhouse.co.uk. Don't worry, we are going to tweet these details as well. With your name and a screenshot of your social media post, make sure you put Lockpod times, that's an X, Kevin Sinfield competition in the subject of the email. So don't worry, we will tweet all these details out so you can follow it and enter as well online. The winner will be chosen at random. The competition ends at 11.59 on the 10th of May. By entering this competition, you are agreeing to share your name and email address with Penguin Random House for the purposes of receiving your tickets, should you win. Once you have received your tickets, should you win, all your personal information will be deleted as per Penguin's privacy policy. This competition, unfortunately, is only open to UK residents only. So, again, we will tweet all these details out, but it is for two tickets 
to the Kevin Sinfield event at Headingley for the Extra Mile in conversation with Rob Oates on the 25th of May at 6.30pm. Not a bad competition, that, Reese. It's not. It's a big thank, big thanks to Penguin for asking us to publicise that uh, as well. Um, just remember to put in the subject line the lot pod bit, otherwise you won't be you'll, you won't be entering our competition, and you That's might not right, win. You'll be entering <laughs> someone else's. But we'll tweet the details and um, yeah, all listen back, and you can uh, enter. And I'm going to be honest, I'm entering. Yeah, I was trying to think. What's your what's your favourite Kevin? Smith I'm entering. Like? It's random. It would what's... be weird if we won. Yeah. If what... if we win, we'll have to give him away again. <laughs> Another competition. <laughs> Just put on a no, no, no chance. So that's, um, yeah, thank you to Penguin and thank you especially to the Rhinos because the Rhinos got this information, got this opportunity to give away these tickets and they've kind of passed Penguin our details. So that's nice for the leads to earn for the Rhinos direct to kind of keep us in their thoughts. So as I said, we will tweet out the details for the uh, the competition, but you can also. Rewind this and listen back. On to more dreadful affairs. Yeah, to the team on the other side of Leeds. That we can't stand. I've been actively avoiding questions on, so I'm really sorry, but if you have been putting questions about this team in the podcast, in the mailbag, I have been asking Eddie to avoid them because I've not wanted to talk about it, but Agreed. I feel like we have to. After we have to address the elephant in the room. And it's, yeah. it's now time, everybody for those with heart conditions, those who suffer with anxiety, just to take a moment. We are going to be speaking about Leeds United, so if you need to skip this or pause and kind of take a moment, take a break, uh, grab a stiff drink or a coffee or lie down, because we are going to be talking about Leeds United, because I think we've got six questions, five questions on Leeds United. It has been a real topic of discussion this week, and I think mailbag, regulars mailbag, Listeners are kind of familiar that we are also Leeds United fans. That's the um, disclaimer warning out there. My family are from North Wales. They're from Mold. They support Wrexham. Uh, at the moment, I just, I, I'm choosing <laughs> to watch lying. Wrexham over anyone else. <laughs> Fire away, Reese. The first Leeds United yeah. question. So, first one is from Dave saying, What are your thoughts on the Leeds players walking out? of the hotel and not speaking with any of the fans. Now, I am going to put a caveat on this in that we only saw the bit that it wasn't engaging and there was Correct. some engagement as, as confirmed by the, the dad of this kid. Yes. But the rest of it was a dreadful look. It it was and it, it is dreadful and it's awful and every, everything that everyone said all week and from the moment it came to light. But I do think, Reese, that it's a bigger footballing issue because it was, was it a week before 10 days before we had the Arsenal one where they were just mm. signing for the for the mascot so and, and 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 I get that players sports teams get in the zone prior to a game I get that but I'm going to swear now George it's bullshit if you can't take Even 10 minutes it won't take them 10 five 10 minutes to go through that a high five Hi, everyone. How are you? A couple of autographs. It's not even 10 minutes. And it means so much to children, especially. It means so much for them to just... It's a story for their their life, essentially, that they'll tell from the moment it happens, they will tell at school for anyone that will listen. And I know that for a fact. And... I don't know if I don't know if sports teams players need more education on this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the, I don't even know if they're told not to. I don't know, but mm. it's not a good look. And I think the fact that it's it always seems to be after something like this comes to light, like Arsenal and United, kind of say right, we're reaching out to the to these individuals now because we want to put this right. I think the horse the horse has bolted now. Which is fine that you're doing something about it, but learn from it and kind of say to the, to the players. And you know, there comes a point where you need to engage with 
with fans. I can mm. I, I don't know. Part of me understands if it's an adult. Part of me, <laughs> it, it's the kids that break my heart. You know that that's the thing that always seems to be highlighted. Well, I, I did hear that Patrick Bamford tried to kick a ball to him, but he missed the ball. <laughs> but it smashed. Up I also heard. I also heard that the kid tried to. You know, Aronson put his hand out for a high five, and the kid touched him and he fell over. I heard that as well. And I did hear that Melly went for the high five and he completely missed it. He flapped it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it wasn't a good look, and it always seems to be as well. I don't know what you think, Reese, but things like this only come out or really come to light when things are going bad. Is that is that just a I think, coincidence? I think it. Well, I think it summarizes where we're at as a club. Yeah. In the moment, so I think you're probably right. These things only tend to come to light a bit more when we are. Because it's anger as well, isn't it? In that we're performing like we are, and even then, you're still not giving a fan a one-second moment. Mm. Um, but I think it's also 50 months prior. You had Bielsa who would jump out of a car to go see a disabled fan, yeah. And you know, he constantly yeah. talked about the fans being the most important thing, and it just—it's just sad in terms of how far away we are from that as a club right now. In, in falling away in such a short period of time is quite alarming. Mm-hmm. The this question kind of nicely leads you on to this, um, which is that the video of the Leeds lads walking past the little kid was awful. Would you expect the Rhinos players to act differently? I would hope so. Like I, I said, I don't... I would hope I, so. Yeah. I mean, I think, we're, still... I think rugby league were a lot more grounded. You know, after yeah. every after every game... A lot of the players stick around and are taking photos and a high fiving, and you know, after do a lot of appreciation in the bar, yeah, yeah. As well. And so they, they do do that, and but I, I just, I, I just get the feeling that rugby league players in general mm. are more grounded. And I and, think, carry on, sorry. No, that was, that was it, really. I was just going to carry on the ramble, but I, I just think they're more grounded. They understand more what it means. And my favourite moment at Headley really is after the women's game. When all the women's girls come up, for, and there's yeah. all the young girls that are coming up, and that that little moment for a young girl who's probably not really watched rugby league, but to see a, a women's rugby league player on the pitch and watch mm. them, and like you're saying, that's massive. They'll go back to school and say all that. They'll go back to school and say, "I want to play rugby league." Yeah. And it's those little moments, and that that's the best moments for me at Rhinos at the moment is when you see that part um, of the players engaging with the fans, especially the women players. In terms of rugby league players and Rhinos players. And I don't mean this in in any bad way, but footballers are going to be recognised more. That's just a fact, you know. They're going to be, they're going to get more people wanting them because their profile's bigger because it's the Premier League, etc. And the the coverage and everything that comes with the Premier League, it's a it's a monster in itself. So I think in terms of the Rhinos players, them being recognised wouldn't be as often. I'm guessing. So yeah, I think they'd be more appreciative in that. Aren't they? They're local yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them are local lads. And I think, yeah, the majority of them are Leeds fans, so they totally get it. And I'm hoping that the club kind of bleed breed that into them, into that, you know, that whole Rhinos philosophy. And you, we, for years, we've seen on Twitter, on, on the Rhinos social media, that the club put pictures out of the players arriving and the signing autographs and there's pictures of them arriving and or videos and speaking to the fans. So they do it before the game. We know for a fact they do it before the games. So we've got the evidence. They do it after the game because we see them walking around in a lap of honour. And some of them, like Reese said, will come to the front for autographs and selfies. And then in the bar, is it the long bar afterwards? Yeah. In I've been in there. And when the players arrive, they have to walk through the bar to get to the VIP section. And I've physically seen them stop and speak to people, whether it's a child or a family or an adult, they've stopped and, and spoke to them. And so I do think the the more self-aware, and I, I'd probably back them to to play their part, but just when these things come to light, it's just this week's news, isn't it? It's forgotten about. It's, it just gets forgotten it's about. It's forgotten about now. Yeah, it's just been <laughs> highlighted. <laughs> What's the next question? Tommy's Tommy. question is next. Tommy asks, well, that's Leeds United relegated. How long will it take us to get back? Reese? first of all, is that Leeds United done? And if so, how long would it take us to get back? You're not getting four to six. The only way that we stay up is that we get out-shitted. 
<laughs> Literally. And with Everton, that's quite possible. Forest, that's quite possible. Leicester, I, don't, I, I think Leicester will pick up points. Forest so, have got Southampton at home next. So I, I actually win, think Southampton will win that, to be honest. Well, if Forest win the safe, aren't they? Yeah, so I just... So, yeah, I think we, the only way we stay up is we get outshitted by another team. Um, but no, I think I think we will be going down. Um, it'd be a miracle if we stay up. It would be one of the best re- not avoiding relegation stories in the Premier League, I reckon, if we stay up with that running that we've got. Um, how long will it take us to get back up? Either one year or seven. Yeah. Because I, I, I really worry about the finances of the club now in that... <sighs> Will will the Americans want it? Will Rads want to sell because he's lost a lot of investment? We've got to pay forty million for Kevin John, Kevin John, Augustine and whatever you call him, and that's half. You know, that's forty of our fifty million of the whatever money you call it. What do you get that, that money when you come down again? The repayments, parachute yeah. payments. So that's that money gone. You know, you're going to have to sell players. So you're going to have to be selling Sinistera. I'd be surprised if people like Tyler Adams stayed. Uh, we can get rid of some like Christensen and uh, and Aronson and stuff. The good thing is that we'll be able to breed some youngsters through. You know, we've got Charlie Cresswell out on loan. He'll be able to play. Galhart will be able to play. Greenwood will be able to play. Is it Gayabi, the midfielder? Yeah, Gayabi. Yeah, Gayabi, whatever his name is. Um, you know, we've got a lot of young players that we can play as a result of that. So, I, you know, I, I think it's an opportunity to sell some of the dead wood for that Victor Rota. Thank God he's gone, by the way. Um. So I think we'll either do it in a year or it'll take a, a full-on long-term rebuild. Because if I don't think we'll go up straight away, I, I am worried about the finances. We are relegated. Make no mistake, that's that's been in the pipeline for quite Leeds some Rhino's time. Rhino's biggest delusionist and Leeds United's biggest pessimist. Fortunately, yeah. Leeds, Rhino, Leeds United break my heart. Um, how long will it take us to get back, Tommy? I agree with Reese. there. We are going to suffer incredibly. Just due to our finances, I'm not sure Radrazan has got the heart to to keep funding this. Like Reese says, are the 49ers interested in the championship? I don't know. I think we're gonna just be left high and dry, and there'll be a fire sale of players because Sinister and Nonto Adams, even Aronson, is it? Even uh, that diabolical bloke we just bought. What's he called? Jorginho Rutter. He's 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 gonna go on loan somewhere, Rodrigo. We're gonna have like Bamford Ailing, Cooper, Mesley will leave, Dallas will stay, and then a, a couple of the kids. Like I said, you've got Cody Drama, you've got Charlie Cresswell, Sam That's... Greenwood, Joe Galhart, JB. You've got so players. There's a, there's a championship side there, make no mistake, but my biggest worry, Tommy, is the finances of the club because I think the mission to get us here under Marcelo, yes, I'll never get over that, is was such a it was a lifetime. You know, there'll be people listening to this now who didn't or can't even remember us in the Premier League previously because they're just not old enough. That's how long we were down here. And I think we're really, really gonna suffer. I hope I'm wrong, but we are down and I hope we can pull a blind with some of the players and just say, look, give us a year. Give us a year. And if you if we don't go up, you can go. Yeah. And the people I'd be doing that with, and it's really unlikely for one of them, but I'd do it with Nonto if we could like, keep him. Nonto him in the championship. Like, Nont- just... and yeah, I'd, not, Nonto and Tyler Adams and Somerville. What's the other winger called? Sinistera. Oh, Sinistera won't stay. He'll go. He's you need to, beg, need to beg those to... Even if they just give us till January, just give us till January. <laughs> Try and keep us up. <laughs> yeah, in the championship. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's awful, but it, we're definitely relegated. I mean, if they really wanted to reach, man, we play Man City next as we record this. If they really wanted to reach, they could get double figures. That to me is not unrealistic. They put seven past us last year, and kind yeah. of took the foot off the gas. If they really wanted to, and Haaland were like in beast mode. It, now, it I think Haaland should be giving the game off. You know, he's got his record. He's done. He's worked really hard. And they're playing Real Madrid. The, got two, Real Madrid. Two games just, against Real Madrid. Just put your, your D team out, which is still a Premier League team by the sound of things. And they'll still be as 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still going to win the league. Yeah. Oh. 
Anyway, Adam Peters has said, sat Gracia and replacing with who? This is obviously said before the new management before, was yeah. said. Um, would anyone keep us up? Uh, Brendan Rogers on a long-term deal is the answer for me. Keep up the good work. Sorry about the Legion United question. And I've got to include Matty's question in this because Matty's answered Adam's question without knowing. He has. Saying, Sam Allardyce is the new league's manager. It feels right in a wrong way. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> I do. The only thing that annoys me about it, if you're going to pull the Sam Allardyce card, we should have just pulled it when we got rid of Jesse Marsh. Yeah. And I give do it what, then. We'd have stayed up. Similar to like when we spoke about the Selco Warehouse press conference. <laughs> this just feels, it's like you're not, yes, of course, Sam Allardyce <laughs> is the, lead, the new lead manager. How has this not happened before? And the fact he can't get Sammy Lee in because he's on jury yeah, service. Because he's on jury service. Listen, we're going down. If anything, we're going to get loads of memes from Sam Allardyce's time with us, whether it's four games he's already or said he's better than Pep and Klopp, hasn't he? Exactly. It's <laughs> going to be funny. So in that gallows humour, let's just enjoy it. Let's just <laughs> laugh at ourselves. As Leeds United fans, we do tend to do that better than most because we've put up with that amount of shit now we're so used to it what was the other thing uh brendan rogers i would have snapped his hand off would have he won't come now yeah. I, don't, I was after but if he stayed up it would be brendan rogers or graham potter for me yeah i don't um, know it would be but I just way above we'll... what we could even dream of you know that, those type there they, they'll get premier league jobs but when we go down god knows i, I don't know who <laughs> Neil Warnock who, come out for retirement again. Yeah, him. who or they, they might even just keep out. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It, it does. It felt quite poetic in that. <laughs> Big Sam was finally our manager. Is that enough of Leeds United? Uh, it's done. It is done. Crikey. We have got lo- we've got Laurie's traditional three questions on Twitter. Right away. So Laurie's first question: Do tomatoes need to be in sandwiches? The only no. Do you do you ever have sub? Do you do you ever have a subway? Yes. Do you ever put tomato in it? Yes. Oh, there you go then. All the time on every subway sandwich, but I don't. I wouldn't put him. I don't put him. I don't put tomatoes. Yeah, I do actually. I put them in salad sandwiches, and I put them on BLTs. I'm gonna have to say yeah. (laughs) It's a no from me, but it's a quite clear yes from you. From me. Laurie's second question was, has weather actually scared you? Yes. I was on a flight from Philadelphia. I was about to say we you're landing at Leeds Bradford, but that's not possible. No. No, no. I was flying from Philadelphia to Orlando in February 2005, six. Anyway, so it was February, so the weather was winter-ish. And the turbulence was just... Well, first of all, when we landed in Philadelphia, it was thicker snow, like nothing I've ever seen. And when we come down to land, I'm like, I'm going to swear again here. How the fuck is this plane going to land? But they obviously just acclimatized to it. And we landed there. And then when we were going to... Because it was a connecting flight. uh, And then when we were taking off, I, I was thinking again how the weather was just diabolical with snow. Then as we were kind of crossing over from the snow into the tropical of Florida, it just went batshit mental and you could see thunder, uh, lightning, sorry, above. I was just, oh, it was genuinely hard. My head, you know, you get the tray for your dinner on the seat in front of you. <laughs> I was like clinging onto that with my head thinking I'm, because the, the plane was just, but. Bouncing. Y- yeah, it, honestly, there were people screaming and I was just going, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to die. This is it. And I accepted it. That that was the weather, and that's the one time I've been. Mm. You ever had? Never been scared I've of the got, weather. I've got two for this. I've got one in general. Is that when when you're on the motorway and the rain comes down that hard that you just can't see anything? Because on a yeah. motorway, you just don't know the person when the weather when the rain's coming down that hard and you can't see. You don't know one if there's a car in front of you sometimes, mm. or two if there's a you know there's always a knobhead in a BMW X5 coming down the, the high speed the fast lane and whatever speed whatever weather anyway. Yeah. But that just fear of not being able to see and not being—I don't like being in control. And that—that—that um, uh, was—that scares me. But again, my most scary story is a plane story. We yeah. came flying from Geneva, 
coming out of Geneva was really turbulent, quite bumpy, but I'm not I'm all right with that. That's fine. But bumpy than normal. Yeah. And we're flying into Lee's Bradford. And the pilot Come said, on. really windy at Lee's Bradford. As always. Heard, as always, yeah. He said, I haven't landed there before. I'll give it a go. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> right, you, you will do because we've got to land. Um, that fills me with confidence. Yeah. I'm um, dread. But have you ever seen those videos where at least Bradford, where the plane is literally coming in sideways? Yeah. It was like that. And we were coming through, and a bit like you, the turbulence was that bad. And I'm not normally scared of it. I no. was frightened. Yeah. And what worked really well for me was there was a girl behind me that we just completely lost it, really lost it. And the the air stewardess swapped seats with her friend next to us, so they made her sit in her seat, and the air stewardess sat next to this girl and literally coached her through it all the way and all the on all the sounds and everything that was happening. And I don't think the stewardess realised she was calming about the whole back of the plane because yeah, everyone was going whole that moment, like she was sorting out everyone, not just this girl. And like I, I was frightened, but yeah, proper sideways into Lewis Bradford. It's just no, I would have not. I'd have been fun. screaming. I'd yeah. have been screaming. And Laurie's last question is, if you had to sit in a room for an hour by yourself, what one drink, book, and audio listening, I must be an or, uh, would you choose? Well, my drink would be Iron Brew. <laughs> um, book. So it's just an hour. Um, a book for an hour. I don't know. I mean, the answer to this is the lot pod. I know it's not a book, but an audio, you know, you could just listen to the podcast. That's that's, that's yeah, listening to the lot pod. That's the <laughs> that's the best if it's an audio book. Yeah, yeah. They My drink's some... different. It's it, it, depending on if it's a morning, it'd be a nice oat milk latte because you know, I do like I do like an oat of course milk latte. It would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even like toast and tolerant. I just really like oat milk. Um, and in the evening, just have to be a nice glass of um, Pendirin whiskey. Is it the bar barista oat milk that you drink? Well, if I get it from a coffee shop, I do. I've got a filter coffee at home. So I just get the, the whatever oat milk it is. Um, so, oh, actually, what, no, what it wouldn't you... be Pendirin. It would be uh, McCallum double gold cask whiskey in the evening. What was your book, sorry? Did you mention a book? A lot, Pod. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Next question is from Ian. We like Ian. He's a good lad and a contributor to the second issue of the Lot 17A fanzine, which is still available to buy on our website. little plug there. It was ace to see Kira Bennett start for England, start, for, start at nine for England, sorry, despite tough competition in that role. Her consistency, reliability and tackling remind me of Jared O'Connor. I agree with that. To what extent do you think Smith and Forsell can and do share coaching philosophies are we building a leads way across all rugby league departments reese i mean rob seemed quite confident of that at the start of the season didn't he when we interviewed him he said yeah. it was the, the strongest the rugby part the rugby department he'd ever seen um it's more of a hypothetical response really in, in that i kind of hope they do work together <laughs> And share stuff, and yeah. I because I think it'll benefit um, Lois, and you know there'll be things that Rowan's not thought of that Lois has done, or you know things that she's yeah. done. You know she's a halfback at the end of the day, and she so I'd love to think they do share mm -hmm. principles and share stuff with each other. Um, one thing I will say about Ian, by the way, he's a massive advocate for the women's game, isn't he? Oh, Always well, watch it, really gets invested. Is is an absolute ambassador for Leeds Rhinos women. Yeah, we're up there with Mark as easily one one of yeah. one of two that are just constantly, constantly banging that drum for the women's game. Constantly. Yeah. Um we we do get questions about the women's game, but whenever we do, nine out of ten times, it is Ian that mm -hmm. is that is banging that drum. So he's a massive, massive advocate and a massive fan and very knowledgeable. Mm. More knowledgeable than me on the women's game. Uh, to what extent, Dorothy? Well, we've had Sophie Robinson and, and, and Danica on the pod and they've spoken about how much has changed, about how the club has swallowed up the women's side and all the teams and they all 
train and get the same physios and medical. So that would help in terms of they all feel like they are part of, of the, the men's side and the big, because they are, they know they are now lead rhino. So I think that would help. I'm going to, I'm going to assume that they do talk Rowan and, and, and Lois because if they are working together at Kirkstall, they're going to see each other. They are going to share ideas and whether it's Lois picking Rowan's brain or Rowan picking the, I'm going to assume that happens and um, I think they will share their own philosophies and and to be honest, I hope more so Lois, I hope she does share her opinion with Rowan on the men's side. That's what I mean. On, I, I hope she, just in a way that she says like, have you tried this? Are you trying this? Or if Rowan explains to her, a bit of a game plan or what they're trying. I hope Lois says, hmm, I've tried this and would, how about adapt it this way? And I hope, you know, constructive criticism. I hope it takes place, Ian. But in terms of Bennett, yeah, true, true superstar. Do you Another think one. we should do our other special announcement as it nicely follows on from Ian's question. It does. It's a, it's a good leading from mm. Ian and the women's game. We might as well announce to you now that as we record this on Wednesday, the, oh God, 10th, <laughs> Wednesday, the oh. 10th of May, we are pleased to announce we've got Fran Goldthorpe joining us from the women's side. How do you before feel about jets, that? Before she jets off and betrays us to Australia. Before she heads off to <laughs> Which the... obviously we're actually absolutely chuffed for her. But I'm still we are gonna... the women's NRL. People may have seen on Twitter that I did tweet to say we would love to have Fran on with us before she heads out to Australia to talk to us about her career, her time at the Rhinos, her time playing Rugby League, a time playing Rugby Union, and take listener questions in the mailbag, the usual teammate questions, and, of course, Reese playing Rugby Union as well because she has represented it's England. Jill Coder, finally. She just seems to be excel at any sport. One of those that, mm-hmm. we'll have to ask her, could have done anything, but we are recording live on Wednesday evening. As we record this at 7 p.m., we will be live on YouTube, on Twitter with Fran. So please do feel free to jump in and share your views in the live chat. And we'll we'll kind of go ahead with those with Fran. We do believe that she's going to be a, another really popular guest. So we'll try and get through as many listener questions as we can. And we kind of touched on it on a recent podcast, on a recent mailbag. I think getting to know Fran more and trying to get more out of Fran all, and all of our guests is our new angle rather than, do you remember this game? I'd rather get to know the personality and the person behind the superstar, if that makes sense. So we're I gonna... don't know if his Hannah Butcher story about drinking these boxes of Budweiser after a game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And now she's <laughs> leaving the Leeds Rhino. She can, she tell, can us. tell us all this. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm... I'm so that'll be on Wednesday. But I kind of want to keep in touch with her as a podcast. Like, it'd be great for to say six months down the line in her NRL career. We'll go down to Australia. Could, lot, lot yeah, trip. If we could fly out on behalf of the women's NRL and yeah. interview her there. But yeah, yeah. We'll go see Paul Layton in Papua New Guinea. Yep, we can jump onto that. What was it? A container ship. That yeah. yeah. Then go to New Zealand, go watch the Warriors play, watch Sean Johnson watch play. Warriors, go catch up with NRL Warriors fanatics. Yeah, then yeah, go back great. and watch then go watch Georgia Roche. So Yeah. So if anybody wants to sponsor that, <laughs> Chris. Uh Chris uh, or anyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it'll be great to speak to Fran on Wednesday and then catch up with her if if she's up for it. Like later in and kind of say, right, how are things going out there and she can kind of that might not happen but we will we will request it but yeah I kind of put the tweet out and then 
we spoke and she said, yeah, she'd love to do it. So it's another another massive guest for us. Two and final next, questions then. Two final questions. Go for it. Got one from David Grant, uh, yeah. the genius behind the, uh, I'll say the genius, I lost the competition, the design your home kit uh, competition. Uh, Just on that, we forgot. Where we did get home? some submissions. Oh, we'll have to do it next one, aren't we? We'll do it on the next mailbag. No, we won't. Yes, we will. We'll do it on the next mailbag because people have sent us in some kits. So we'll grab all them together and uh, we'll do it on the next mailbag. Promise. Carry on, sorry. Uh, David has asked, is there going to be a lot pod meetup at Magic Weekend? Ah, uh, well, we have spoke about this on more than one occasion, but I am not going to the Magic Weekend because my wife reminded me that we are going to see Arctic Monkeys on the exact same day. This will be the 20th time I've seen them. Um, I got the tickets bought for me at Christmas and I completely forgot. And then Harriet's like, oh, Arctic Monkeys is soon. And I was like, when is that? And then she said, it's the 3rd of June, same day as Magic. So... I'm going to be in Manchester, in a, I think it's at Heaton Park or somewhere in Manchester. So everyone's going that way and I'm going. Well, what we will do, and I haven't told Laurie this, we'll have to do an hour and fleece and loin as we meet up, won't we? Yeah, we'll have to do a lot pod meet up without me. So yes, David, it will happen. We will do one. We will, <laughs> we will, it will be happening, but I will not be there is the answer, which I'm gutted about, to be honest, because between me and you, I'd rather be at the lot pond. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Harriet, Harriet won't listen to this. <laughs> no, no. That's why Nessa loves this podcast because I don't talk to her about the rugby. That's why. She... Um, final question is from Bry. Uh, and I think it's a good question to end on uh, as we've just ticked over the hour mark. Um, if you could have one job in the RFL, what would it be? What would it be, Reese? What would what would what role would you choose? I would want to be the head of the international game development. I'd yeah. want to be the key person that was driving the international game, coming up mm. with the right competitions at the end of the year, because I think that's where rugby league needs to grow. The real, that's the sort of thing. The other answer would be to be the head of some sort of thing where I get all the, getting to go in all the marketing suites and all that, and, you know, all the head posh. Of- Head of hospitality. Head of hospitality, yeah. We'll just get to go in all these hospitality suites for free and stuff. and just eating and um, drinking and yeah. hosting people. Yeah. Not even hosting, just, just sit at the table, eating nice food, watching rugby, have a bit of a drink. But no, I think for me, I want the international game to grow, so I'd love some sort of international development. And then you could put like a calendar in place for the next five, ten yeah, years. I'd want, to, I'd want to be in a position where I could design the international calendar for the next ten years, ten, twelve years. I'd, I'd just want to be in charge, Bry. So whatever that is, the, the, the CEO, whatever, whoever that is now, whatever that is. I don't even know what power they have. I'd, I'd, I want to be the one in charge just so I can tell everybody that comes to me that has a stupid idea. I can say, that is a fucking stupid idea. Don't come and don't do that. Do you know what? I'd, I know what you no, do. No. You, you would merge Cass, Wakey and Featherston and then relegate them. If that's, I had that that's, power. that's the first thing you would do. Oh God! If I had that kind of power, race, the game as we know it would would be. You'd be finding Morgan Knowles every week. Unrecognizable. I'd relegate Cass, Salford, Lee, Wakey, Hull, and Hull KR in the league. There would be. Oh, Catalan... I like KR. No, they've gone. Catal... <laughs> There'd be Catalans, Leeds, Warrington, Saints, and Wigan. Those would be the only five teams that would stay. I would promote to lose. Newcastle, another French side, as not along with Toulouse, and then I'd put yeah, I, I can't even go into it. It'd be unrecognisable. And but this actually, is why Eddie's application for the recent chief executive role at the RFL was was ignored. <laughs> no, I, I think it, what I'd what I'd like to be is like the quality assurance manager. That's what I'd be. So any kind of press release, any ideas would have to be run by me. They'd have to be signed off by me. So if anyone had an, an idea, I'd, I'd just sit in meetings, Bry, and kind of, if someone said, oh, we're going to have a, we're going to have the England press, press conference. conference, I'm going to say, no, we're not doing that. Let's come up with another idea. I'd be the bloke who said yes or no. 
just quality assurance. That I think I'd be pretty good at that. That's the mailbag. That is the mailbag. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for engaging with us. Without the engagement, without the questions, without your thoughts and opinions, this podcast doesn't exist. So thank you very much. We will be back to review Leeds versus Salford on Sunday evening. Does that sound good, Reese? We'll Monday evening. We'll confirm. <laughs> we, are, we will be back to review it at some time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you then.